0: Hello, and a good Tuesday afternoon to you, or Monday afternoon to you. Welcome on in to lunch with Claves and Joe here on ClavesOnline.com. We're powered by Amron, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. I'm Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Mike Claiborne. Claves Cardinals within a, uh, with an off day today. Uh, you get now going to the beach, playing any golf. What are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm not really a beach person. You know, I always try and remind people, this is not the most ideal time to go to the beach when you're in South Florida, because uh, we have some sort of film on the beach, but also this is kind of like mating season for sharks. And, uh, you know, you get too many people out there in the water splashing around. All of a sudden you get a little nick on the ankle or whatever, or it could be worse. So I I don't really, subscribe to the beach right now. Plus I got
0: a pool. So the hell I want to go down there for. <laughs> Cardinals are off today. Uh, they, they will get Tommy Edmond back at some point later on this week after Korea has been knocked out. But I know all uh, the, the most important thing that everybody's wondering about is the health of Jordan Walker, who was removed from the game on Saturday. He was not in the lineup on Sunday. What are you hearing about the Cardinals top prospects?
1: Well, Jordan Walker is fine. Uh, talked to him yesterday yesterday. And basically, it was just more of a precaution to uh, make sure he's okay. But uh, he was scheduled to be off yesterday anyway, so he had Sunday and Monday off. Uh, I expect him to be in the lineup tomorrow, and uh, we'll probably see a lot more of him uh, down the stretch. I I think they really want to check the boxes on whether he's ready to come to the big leagues. Uh, And and I think this is a good week for it because now you'll see pitchers that are going a little longer, throwing more breaking balls, throwing a few more sliders, pitches that you know he really didn't see a great deal early so i i really feel like this is a pivotal week for him i don't know who met the mets are throwing this week but you know maybe maybe because they're at home it might be scherzer it, you know i don't know so we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that how that shakes out but he's okay. we are
0: We talked about it last week, his chances of making the opening day roster. We are now one week closer to the start of opening day. So I'm going to make this a trend. I'm going to ask you once again, what are the chances of Jordan Walker making the opening day roster? I think they increased dramatically since the last time you asked me that question
1: uh, because he continues to produce. Uh, He continues to perform in the field as well. Uh, Right now, he's better than any of the other three outfielders we have uh that that are vying for an outfield position i, I know tyler o'neill is making a living off of bad pitching right now and i think that uh you know uh large everybody's cheerleader but i don't think anybody's looked at his own base percentage since he's been over there and uh dylan carlson is uh eh, a little bit better
0: but none of those guys are having a better spring than than jordan walker one guy that is having a good spring that's been in camp the whole time is uh, Brendan Donovan, who hit another home run on your Friday night game that you uh, that you had. That's his fourth of the of spring training. Uh, he, he's a guy that, uh, you know, impressed everybody coming out of camp last year, earned his starting job and then earned all of the playing time that he got last year and a guy that you can just plug and play anywhere on the field for the Cardinals. He's uh, he's going to be an important part of the uh, 2023 season, and it's really nice to see him starting off the spring really well. Yeah,
1: uh, you know, I agree with you, Joe. And the question is, where do you hit him? I mean, he's been hitting a lot of leadoff. But, man, he'd be an ideal two-hitter. He'd be an ideal five-hitter. I mean, there's a lot of areas you can plug him in, at, and, and I don't think you hurt yourself. So uh, there's still some real interesting things. Uh, discussions going on about who's going to play a second, who's going to left-hand DH. You know, I mean, you've got who's going to right-hand DH. I mean, we already talked about the outfield. Uh, the Pitching has got a big log jam. So there are a lot of discussions about a lot of different areas about this team that I don't think we're going to know until we leave
0: Sarasota. You mean Jupiter? No. Well, our final game is in Sarasota. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, yeah. let, me, let me I want to go back to, to Brendan Donovan real quick because we, we've seen all the hype this spring around Jordan Walker, around Mason Wynn. They are guys that are talked about constantly, and we've seen that in years past. We, see, we saw that with Nolan Gorman. We saw that with Dylan Carlson. Brendan Donovan's a name that we didn't hear anything about until he had a good spring last year. You didn't hear anything about him in the system how does a guy like that just make his way through and is now a big splash everyday starter on the big league club?
1: Well, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with you on that because Brendan Donovan was uh, one of the best players in the Arizona Fall League last year, so he was on everybody's radar. I think I even said it to you. I know I said it to everybody else. I thought he should have made the team for a large new bar yeah. last spring. So I'm not sure if he snuck up on anyone. I, I just feel like in his case they were pleasantly surprised about his versatility. And and that's one of the reasons why he stayed in the lineup, along with the fact he didn't strike out a lot. Remember last year we had a lot of walking strikeouts in that batting order, and he was one of the few guys who didn't. And I thought that was another thing that caught Ali Marmo's eye uh, in how he approached it. Now this year, obviously he's hitting for a little bit more power, and he's hitting for power in a ballpark that's a pitcher's ballpark. Wind blows in a lot. Uh, pretty pretty healthy dimensions, and uh, he, he's really taking some good swings. So I'm not sure if he was uh, a guy who came out of nowhere because he kind of built a resume. But I, I really think this year we're looking for who's that guy, and apparently it's going to be Jordan Walker.
0: Uh, yeah, we will. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more as uh, as we go on. We have a, a new Rick Hummel article up on com where he sits down with the Hall of Famer. World Series winner Whitey Herzog. They talk about the the 2023 team and his thoughts on some of the rule changes as well. Uh, and then we also have the podcast. Uh, you and Commish, sitting down last weekend and talking about the uh, about what you guys have seen in camp as well. Speaking of the rule changes, it's been uh, weird to go back and forth. You you follow a spring training game and you see it go so fast. You see some of the rule changes, and then you watch these World Baseball Classic games where they have the uh, the 2022 rules still in place, and uh, you go you go back and forth between the two of them. It's a uh, it could be a little confusing for some fans.
1: Well, it's it's confusing and it's brutal. I mean, these games I don't know what the time on last night's game was, but it seemed like it was five hours. I mean, this thing lasted longer than the Oscars, and uh, it just goes to show you how quickly things change. Um, it, it wasn't entertaining to me, and, and I'm a little spoiled because all the games I've seen down here have been you know played at a pretty good pace, but man, uh. I, I just think we've been missing something here as far as the pace of the play, because these games I'm watching in the World Baseball Classic are boring me to tears uh, with the pace of play, and it just, and it's just and and again we haven't you know, we haven't even played a regular 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 season game yet with the new rules, but just from what I've seen in spring training, it makes it a lot more appealing than what we used to what we were used to seeing.
0: I've heard from fans that are down there going to the games in attendance talking about just how much faster they uh, they seem to be. So it's uh, you know we'll, we'll see how that translates over to Bush Stadium. We'll see how that translates once games are on TV with full commercial breaks. And, well, and you know we're else. taking
1: full commercial breaks here. You are, yeah, okay. Uh, I believe it's two fifteen, two twenty. Uh, now they may add another fifteen twenty seconds for network but uh we're we're going through it ironically we're missing pitches because the games are moving that fast coming out of commercial break i mean we're starting the inning with 20 25 seconds left on the clock
0: mm. the guys are moving up to the plate and the umpire is ready to go well uh, world baseball classic last night team usa loses if you uh if you stayed up for the end of it they scored a few runs late in the uh, the game, losing eleven to five uh, to to Mexico, they get back at it again today. Lance Lynn on the mound for Team USA as they face Canada in the game tonight, nine o'clock Central Time for the uh, for the start of that one. Other games today: the Dominican Republic team, they're about to get underway if they uh, haven't thrown the first pitch already. Colombia, Great Britain, uh, Israel, Puerto Rico. So you get to see a few of the uh, a few of the top teams today. Between Phoenix and Miami for these games.
1: Well, Great Britain is not one of them. No. Uh, you no. know,
0: you know, I can What do you think of Great Britain's I uniforms the other day? It,
1: it, it, it was an embarrassment. The, the king should be embarrassed by what he sent his subjects out to wear. It was it was <laughs> I mean, I've seen better little league uniforms uh, than what Great Britain wore. I don't know whether it was the gray and the black. I mean, there was no imagination to it. And one of the things that we're noticing about some teams, they try to keep it lively. They've tried to make it like a, a wild moment as far as the uniforms are concerned. Great Britain went the other went the other direction. It was it was
0: not good. I'm. They I, looked I like am, they played. Yeah, I mean, they really just looked like they picked up some blank gray jerseys.
1: Silkscreen and Great
0: Britain. Yeah. So here you go. They had someone on the team's mom with her cricket. Went up there and just Times New Roman font, just all caps, put Great Britain across the front of it. Yeah, it was not good. The uh, I, I am. I'm still I'm confused by the Venezuelan uniforms because one set of uniforms is blue and yellow and the other one's maroon. So they don't have I don't know where their team colors are for that. I didn't know if they changed them recently I don't, I don't get it, but they've worn two of them. Uh, but aside from that, on the field, that Venezuelan team has uh, been pretty impressive. Two games into the tournament, they have played well. You know, it's just it's the third jersey. That's all it is. I don't think you I, need I, three. Jer- I don't think you need three jerseys in the look, World man, Baseball we, Classic. We, we're
1: trying to make money here. <laughs> trying
0: to make money. You, you know, um,
1: I, I think what would be a good idea for people. Go look at the go find their flag and see if you can find the colors of the flag in their uniform. Apparently, Great Britain is colorblind because they went with black and gray, but I think that that's probably a better way to ascertain why they have the color scheme that they do. Yeah, now, and I would imagine most people who follow this whole thing wouldn't know the Venezuelan flag from the Puerto Rican flag or the Jamaican flag or whatever. So, uh, it, it, I think if nothing else. For Americans, I'm only speaking to Americans now. This is a great cultural experience because we frown upon the Caribbean countries because you know they're, the guys' English isn't good. You know they're 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 poor. I got news for you; these guys speak two languages. We mm-hmm. have people in this country who can barely speak English, right? As, as test scores would indicate. So we should give them more credit in what they've been able to do to try and understand and learn another culture. Because I because I'll tell you. Most people who go to the Caribbean on a vacation, whatever, couldn't
0: couldn't ask for water,
1: let alone anything the, else.
0: Um, the standings, uh, we already know who the two quarterfinal teams are coming out of the Asian bracket. As the, um, the Cuba and Italy in a five-way tie, they advance to the next round over the Netherlands, Panama, and Chinese Taipei. And then the Tokyo bracket in Pool B, Japan and Australia advance. We mentioned earlier, Tommy Edmond, he will be making his way back as Korea ended up being two and two in this uh, in this tournament. So they get a couple days off and then they play their quarterfinal games in Tokyo later this week before making their way over to the states for the semifinals and the uh, the finals. On the other side, you still have a few more days of the Phoenix and the Miami Pool C and Pool D. So we mentioned the Venezuelan team. Uh, have, have you watched much of Yachty and his Puerto Rican team? Yeah, I watched them last night.
1: Um, you know, all these teams just lack pitching, man. I mean, that's really been the name of the game.
0: Uh, everybody's pitching. And they, you know what? And these, yeah, and these some of these teams have a lot more pitching than what the uh what the Americans are throwing out there,
1: that's true and i I think it comes down to roster construction. I thought the u s would have more pitchers um, so they wouldn't run run into a dilemma uh, but they elected to go with more hitters and now they got to find a way to get all the hitters in in a lineup. so it, it's a little bit of a challenge you know I, I think this is a good exercise. Uh, For everyone to try and follow this thing and see how things are going, Uh, you know, because it's different than what we've been accustomed to as far as the schedule and just the whole approach. So uh, a good way to learn. And I'm anxious to talk to the players who come back, uh, especially if they play for another country, what they may have learned uh, that they may be able to take into their season especially people from the Far East in, in, in their approach and how they prepare for the games and what they do that maybe we haven't seen a lot of here. So it should be a good cultural experience and certainly a good baseball experience.
0: By the way, here's, here's a list of names of uh, pitchers, American pitchers who are not on the roster. Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander, Jacob DeGrom, Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber, Dylan C, Shane McCallahan, Zach Gallen, Carlos Rondon, Aaron Nola. I could keep going on with a few more. But that that team would uh, would not have allowed eleven runs to Mexico if you have those pitchers on the uh, on the roster, yeah,
1: that, that's true. I mean, Nick Martinez got out to a bad start and just couldn't stop the bleeding. Uh, you, you're right. We're not seeing the aces of, of many staffs. I get it, but you know what? you should still be able to compete,
0: yeah, when, when you got Aaron Lope out there pitching for you. um i'm I'm sure there was a I'm sure when that name was brought up in meetings there was somebody there that said who? Exactly. <laughs> I, I agree, Ho Harley. I'm sure that I'm
1: sure that's what was said.
0: So the uh, the games continue tonight. Bob Ramsey and I will bring you uh, World Baseball Classic live later on today. We will uh, and and we will continue to do that as the tournament rolls on. We are going to take a break. Uh, Claves is going to answer that phone that's ringing, I guess, in front of him, or uh, at least respond to it that that, that's been blowing him up for the last minute or so. And we (laughs) we will continue on here with lunch with Claves and Joe here on clavesonline.com. There's always been a bright side to living in downstate Illinois. Amarant, Illinois is making it even brighter with a little help from the sun. Right now we're building a next generation solar facility to bring you cleaner energy for generations to come. It's good for the environment, your neighborhood, and everyone living in downstate Illinois. That's brighter thinking, that's energy at work. Learn how you can participate in solar programs at amronillinois.com/renewables. Back here lunch with Claves and Joe here on clavesonline.com powered by Amron Illinois, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura and also Munganass Burkhart, Alton Toyota, the official spring training sponsor of clavesonline.com talk to jamie burkhart uh, about an hour ago claves said that they are slowly getting some of those brand new 2023s <laughs> on the lot but said if you come to them you need a car they will find you the car that you are looking for out there on homer adams parkway in alton illinois and of course uh you have been driving around that that's a brand new 2023 highlander that uh that they gave you for spring training
1: yeah it's been a terrific vehicle for me uh good on gas, great space, every bell and whistle you can imagine. And it uh, just has a real smooth ride. I know some SUVs have a little bit more of a truck ride. This one doesn't. Uh, corners well. And again, if you have family or if you haul groceries around or whatever, there's plenty of space. Uh, but I would just suggest you go out and drive one and just check it out. And I think once you see why uh, i think so highly of it and you'll get in line and make sure you get your one get yourself one too you mentioned the fact that they have selection you know they, they've been in this business a long time and they have contacts and, and just relationships where they're going to move ahead of the line as far as getting product on on the ground so if you're looking for something special i would start with them and i guarantee you you'll probably end with them because they are good on service good on connections and good on delivering products that you want so i would just check them out or you can go online i'd personally go in and see them jamie and the staff in, inside are wonderful people they've been at this for a while and they understand what people look for when they come through the door it's easy to buy a car on the internet i'm not trying to discourage you but i love the press and feel and just the the aroma of sitting in a new car and having somebody walk you through it in the manner that they do so if it's a car you're looking for, it's a car they have. It's a Munganas Burkhardt Toyota on Homer Items Parkway in Alton, Illinois.
0: Klaibs, yesterday afternoon, uh, the XFL returned to St. Louis week four of the XFL 2023 season. The Battle Hawks at home for the first time at the Dome at America Center. 38,000 plus in attendance for that game. I was there. I was down there on the field uh, pregame. Claves I've I've never I was there in 2020. I've never heard the dome as loud as what it was yesterday. I'm sure it was back in 99 2000. I wasn't there for those games. I was there yesterday and that was uh, an incredible atmosphere that that the uh, the fans came out and put together. I'm not giving this I it, the XFL didn't do this. The XFL did all they did was bring a team to St. Louis. The fans of St. Louis came out to support a football team yesterday. That's what happened. Well, I'm glad.
1: I'm glad to hear that they got the support that they were hoping for. Uh, they put a lot of work into this product, and uh, it's good that the fans have been able to get out and support them. Um, how many home games do they have? More, they have three more left? Three more. Yep. Yeah. I think that the schedule and how they, they've done it is probably appropriate, where uh, when you're only a game in town, I mean, it's, it's, you, people want to get out and do something. So, you know, the whole concept of the league not running into baseball season or realistically spring football in some areas for college, I, I think is a good move. So uh, hopefully they'll show up again the following – the next time they play. And, and Saturday. This Saturday role. is
0: their next game. Saturday. Saturday yeah. night. Saturday night. Yeah, uh, Saturday – because I know both STL City SC and the Battle Hawks are both in town on Saturday this week. So uh, it'll be a busy Saturday in downtown st louis it is a two o'clock game this uh no that's uh this it is a six o'clock game yeah six o'clock start time against the dc defenders and the uh stl city sc they're uh let's see they have this season or this week they also so it's also a night game for them too Seven thirty. 30 so, so who uh, thought that was a good idea you know what? I'm going to guess that MLS and the XFL aren't sitting there with each other uh, going over each other's schedules. But you know what? There's got to be a liaison. There, there
1: should be, yes. Uh, because this, that's, that's just not good business on either side. And no. one may say, well, we had our schedule out before the other guy. You know what? If you want to embrace the environment and you've got people downtown, surely there's a lot of people
0: that would love to say, I went to both. There were plenty of people yesterday. The Blues played at six o'clock. The Battlehawks yeah. for at three. There were plenty of people that went from that. It was a I, I saw people saying one point three miles to walk from the Dome to the uh, to Enterprise Center. That they made that uh, they made that trip yesterday to go from one game to the next.
1: Yeah. So uh, bad preparation on the part of both teams and not talking and trying to see who, if nothing else, flip a coin. Yeah. Say hey, look, we'll flip a coin on who gets the early game. And yeah. you get with the league, you get with the league, you get with the TV providers, and I guess it's Apple and uh, ESPN, and, and just say, hey, look, you know, we want to make this thing work for both of us. But I, I, I don't know why I'm talking that much. I'm not, I'm never going to see either one of them play.
0: Your uh your 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 buddy Ozzie, he was uh he was there on the field uh Good. for the uh for the opening kickoff yesterday or for the inter pre-game introductions. He was the uh, the celebrity of choice for the uh for the Battlehawks yesterday at the uh, at the game. So well,
1: that's great. I'm glad to see everybody's getting yeah. behind it.
0: It's 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 uh it's you know what it's good for the city and it's good for the businesses around it when you have 38,000 people going to the dome on a Sunday for something when you have 22,000 so let me ask you downtown what, yeah
1: what, what businesses are around the dome
0: I'm, I'm talking, I'm not saying about going there. I'm talking about, because there's tailgating. So people aren't going to restaurants and eating there. I'm oh. talking about going in other places. But for STL City SC, there are businesses, there are restaurants, there are places to go eat. And there are places to go spend money around that new stadium for that. And you know what? Around this time, if you're giving people another product, the Blues better get their act together quickly, too, because... And for as bad as they're playing people just stop going to their games and spend their money going to a to a fun entertaining product
1: putting a little I think you're putting a horse for the cart here I think the blues have a very solid fan base I do
0: but you're you're telling you, me you, that you, if you have the choice right now do you want to go see a undefeated brand new MLS team or do you want to go see the blues losing? And possibly uh, getting in the line. Well, that depends on what kind of fan you are.
1: I I think that, you know, if you're a sports fan, you want to go see the winning team. If you're a hockey fan, you you deal with it. Or if you're a soccer fan, you know, you deal with it. So I I think you have different factions on why they support their respective team. Uh, If you just want to pick up a shiny penny, then you go to the soccer game. Right. If you want to go watch, you know, the National Hockey League, which is a, a, you know, been around for a while then you go see them i mean let's face it: the blues have stumbled on to some tough times this season they put a pretty good quality product out there for a number of years we've, we've got a soccer team that's four games in it's gotten got now three games in it's gotten out to a good start and and i and i'm glad of that but i'm not gonna just you know run down the street just because the blues are struggling right now
0: took my uh took my son to its first blues game ever last night we uh we went to that uh that one and they, they lost five to three. But what? How was the attendance? You could tell that it's, uh, you could tell there were a lot of empty seats. Sunday night, school night. Yeah. Uh, that, that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. We left about five minutes or so into the, uh, into the third period because of, uh, because it was a school night. But yeah, yeah. I, I know a lot of kids are on spring break this week. Um, he is not, but I, I think maybe that played into having a Sunday night game instead of an afternoon game, but all in all, it was a, uh, he, he had a lot of fun out there. I, he doesn't know what the record is. He didn't care one bit. Most, most kids don't care about it. Exactly. They just yeah. want to watch him play. Exactly. So I, I know he had a, uh, he had a real good time out there at the game, but they, they you know what they keep losing though. They, they keep losing. They keep dropping down in the standings. I right. get a good That's, draft choice and you know what they're going to have a lot of draft choices to uh to make those picks with too.
1: Yeah, I think the Blues are in a great situation right now. Unfortunately, it took, you know, a shakeup in order to put them in this position. But I I caution people about the draft choices. Uh when you think about the fact that you're getting draft choices for, from two teams that are drafting behind you in the draft. So I I kind of look at that as a second round pick compared to a first round pick. Yeah, because they're behind you. But, you know, still in all their players. Now, the question is, how quickly can you develop players to be able to contribute to your hockey team? I think that's the challenge. Now, from what I've been reading and been told this, this first round and part of the second round is pretty deep. So whether that means these guys can step right in and play or their tour duty in the minors or in juniors won't be as long. uh, I, I think that's up to the Blues and being able to know who these guys are. And making sure they have the people to get them ready for the National Hockey League.
0: Yeah, right now they are they, they are not anywhere close to being in a uh, a lottery position with sixty three points right now. I mean, you're looking Columbus at forty seven points. You're looking at some of these other teams. No, that, they're in the lottery. Are, I mean, what I'm saying they're not a high lottery percentage. What I, they're not. Yeah, they're they're maybe, in there, but you never know. You never know. So maybe I, get a, I, maybe get a frozen envelope in there or something. You never know.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen drafts, in my opinion, rigged before. If you don't think so, when Patrick Ewing was drafted by the Knicks, I'm I'm certain I'd go to my grave knowing that the league was looking to put somebody in New York and they put Ewing there. They never won anything. But most people inside and outside of the NBA always felt that that draft was rigged. Patrick Ewing uh, didn't
0: win much uh at his time in Georgetown and that's why he just got uh fired no, he, here. Yeah. yeah. No, he well as a coach he didn't win. As a player he did win right. the national championship. I'm talking as a coach, as yeah. a coach. Yeah. Yeah, didn't uh didn't go too well for him uh for him there. We are going to talk a little bit about the uh the brackets that just came out last night. We will do so when we come back right here on lunch with Claves and Joe here on clavesonline.com. As one of St. Louis's fastest growing companies and largest private companies, St. Louis Acura is proud to serve you and remains committed to becoming better than ever for you. As new Acuras become more available every day, we are not backing down from selling 100% more quality pre-owned vehicles than ever before. We want customers that appreciate our friendly, outgoing team and our award-winning service because at St. Louis Acura, we are better than ever for you. Claves of brackets came out yesterday for March Madness. Uh, S- Illinois is in there. Mizzou is in there. Slu lost in the semifinals of the Atlantic Ten tournament. They did not have uh, anywhere near the resume to make the tournament. So uh, the apparently, P-
1: nobody else in the Atlantic Ten had a resume because nobody from the Atlantic Ten got even invited to the NIT. No. So what does that tell you about this conference? It's- you got to get out of it. Hmm? You know what? And I'm. I'm a- I'm going to drop the gloves here because I've kind of had it with this slew this thing. Uh, it's time to either make make some decisions or like, let fans know this is who we are. There's no excuse for St. Louis U having the season that they had on the floor. There's no excuse for St. Louis U not putting themselves in a position to get into a better conference. We've been dicking around with this too long, and it's time to make some changes somewhere, whether it's going in that conference Changing the administration. I don't care, but you know what? This, this program is not lived up to the expectations. Uh, we were told at the beginning of the year, this is the best team we've ever had on paper. Best team. Okay. You've only been tournament once in the last seven years. And I'm seeing all these other programs that have come and gone, whether it's Xavier Gonzaga, all those other schools that you used to compare yourself to and you can't beat anybody. Uh, and, and and I'll give you the best example. When I was doing the games over 30 years ago with Bob Ramsey, Xavier, same kind of school, moved ahead. St. Louis, you couldn't beat Xavier if they had Will Chamberlain playing for him. Okay? Mm-hmm. Couldn't beat him. And Xavier advanced, got into some deeper rounds of the tournament, and then they kind of cooled off. Guess what? They're back. They're back. And Slew hadn't done anything since then. So they've got to make some changes here because I just don't know if we're going in the right direction, and I think they should be put on notice.
0: What are your thoughts on the way Travis Ford coached him this year? You're talking, you're talking changes, are you talking all the way down? I'm to the I'm talking about from
1: top to bottom. Okay, yeah, because you know what, it, the, the, the Billikens were getting beaten the same thing too many nights, and this is an older, this is one of the oldest teams in college basketball. So this isn't about kids. This is about grown men that aren't getting the job done. Yeah, and so uh, I don't know whether you have the wrong chemistry. If that's the case, and you're not recruiting the right people, I don't know whether the fact that they don't understand the fundamentals, they don't make free throws, they don't rebound, they got guys that are soft. They didn't have any toughness, in my opinion. Once Fred Thatch went down, that was a wrap. So I, I really feel like they've got to turn this thing around because next year, next year, something better happen. If not, you got to blow it up.
0: Let's blow. talk about the uh, let's talk about the brackets that are outclabs and uh, look at what we uh what we have in store for the uh for the tournament starting this week. Alabama is the number 1 overall seed in the uh in the tournament. They have had quite a uh controversial season all season long and it's uh now they are uh, Now they are spotlights, all eyes on them here in the tournament being that number one overall seed.
1: All right, let's talk about Alabama for a minute because we have the the sanctimonious who want to punish Alabama and this one player, Uh, and I'm trying to figure out why. If the police have indicated, and I think they've come out and said publicly that this young man is not a person of interest with regard to this situation, okay? He's not an accomplice. He didn't pull the trigger. He was just involved because this is a guy he knew and he was going to pick him up. So I'm of the belief that if the police have not made it clear that either he's a person of interest or they've arrested him, then why shouldn't he play? Why shouldn't he play? Right. So, but I know right. people are like, no, well, you're, if, if, suspended. Yeah. so, you know, so you're going to take away because of the look and 98% of the people, And I'm talking about people locally who don't have a clue about what's going on with this particular case, but want to make this a point of interest because of what they suspect, because they haven't seen one shred of evidence. They haven't talked to one police officer. They haven't talked to any investigators. They don't even know all the people involved. But yet and still, they want to put this 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 cloak of darkness over the program when apparently they've cooperated. Apparently, a young man who's in question has cooperated. And when it's all said and done, the police have indicted, have arrested, and indicted two individuals involved, directly involved. They've already made it perfectly clear that this other kid that's in question is not a person of interest. So, what else do you want? The uh, the
0: game. No, if if that's yeah, it's I, I think a lot of it has to do with some of the other. Outside factors that keep bringing the spotlight back onto them that have nothing to do with uh, with what's on the court. I think maybe the way the coaches kind of handled some questions has made it look bad. I don't know if you saw the fans that were in the yeah, stands at the I tournament that. that makes it look bad. It's those things that keep bringing the negative attention. Well, how about these?
1: How about these fans down the road in Columbia with giving shot taking shots at the kid? I mean so this goes both ways. You know, you the fans for Alabama are wrong and the fans against Alabama are wrong. You know, yep. I mean it's 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 just total BS and you know, I I've, I've had it because we we're, we're selective on what we want to include with regard to the situation. I got a problem with that.
0: You see the bracket there on the uh, on the screen. Um, let's just look at the local teams. First off, a, in one of the play-in games, Semo will uh, will they they're going to have uh, the night all to themselves as they take on Texas A&M Corpus Christi uh, Cor- Corpus Christi in one of the play-in games to face the uh, previously mentioned Alabama team in the uh, in the first round. But Mizzou, they draw Utah State in their first-round bracket uh, in a 7-10 matchup, and then uh, Illinois will face Arkansas in an 8-9 matchup. Winner of that takes on Kansas, and I don't know if Bill Self is going to be uh, on the sidelines for well, he uh got for games.
1: He got released from the hospital yesterday, so I'm assuming that he will. Um, you know – both of those games were better's delights. And I know that Utah State is favored, I think, by two over Missouri. That the betters will be all over there. That that's one of those hook games where they dangle that carrot. And you know, all the Mizzou fans will buy into that, and the Utah State fans will buy into it. So there'll be a lot of money moved on that in that 7-10 matchup. And the same can be said for Illinois, uh Illinois and Arkansas. Uh, those two programs are kind of similar in their own way and evenly matched, well-coached, uh, still trying to figure out just who they are. So I think you're going to see a lot of money on that. And let's let's just be honest here, Joe. The NCAA tournament is all about making money, uh, and that's why they set the lines in the manner they do to kind of give people a reason to buy in, and maybe it's because of your alma mater or you like the colors of the school or you live in the state. You know, there's so many – reasons on why people jump on this thing and the ironic thing is none of them are right you know i mean i I was reading yesterday where uh, apparently jay billis picked utah state and everybody's like, how can he do that well that's what they do you know these guys want to enhance the line also so i mean you got to take all this into account and just say okay i get it but you
0: know you got to bet with your head not your heart Let's talk about the one seeds. We talked about Alabama. Houston is a one seed. Kansas is a one seed. Purdue is a one seed. Uh, your your favorites in the uh, in the tournament this year out of those four one seeds. I like Houston. I like Houston a lot.
1: Uh, they do a lot of things well. I think Calvin Sampson is one of the better coaches in the country. Uh, and, you know, Joe, I think it really comes down to what coach knows his team. Uh, the portal is – has kind of wrecked some situations and it also has enhanced some situations. So uh, I like what Houston's doing. You know, it's hard to win back to back and Kansas has their work cut out for them, but you know, they're going to be in the hunt. I don't think they can die about that. So I, I think overall, uh, I said 20 teams have a chance to win this thing. The commission said 25 uh, and, and because are going to be some upsets and so there'll be, there'll be some bracket busters. I'm not even worried about that.
0: Are we going to get a standalone NCAA preview show out of the, uh, the commish? That will come your way on Thursday. All right. I'm looking forward to, uh, to that. Um, Kansas will not have to, uh, when they go in to defend their title, they do not have to do so against the team they beat in the championship last year. North Carolina did not make the, uh, the tournaments. One of the yeah. last teams out.
1: North Carolina, probably one of the more disappointing seasons in their history. Ranked number one. That just shows you what rankings mean. Ranked number one at the beginning of the year. Now they're watching the tournament on TV. And I give Hubert Davis and the program credit. They said the hell with the NIT. You got some schools, some local, hoping to get a phone call from the NIT. In North Carolina, nah, we got some things to work on. I mean, mm-hmm. it's kind of a slap to, to even be invited. And I commend them for not going. Uh, I just don't think the NIT, if you're a legitimate program, and, and you you you're there to try and compete. You won't have anything to do with the NIT. And for those who take that bid and say, "Well, it's good for the kids; they get a chance to play more." You know what? Kids now are like man, screw that. You know, I, I'm you know we we shouldn't be in the NIT. We should be playing in terms. And in most of those teams who are not in it, hey, if you'd have won one more game, made a free throw somewhere along the way, because that's what it comes down to. Uh, the margin of error is very thin on why you're watching the tournament and, and compared to playing in the tournament. And there's a lot of soul searching going on from last night to today as reality is set in that you're not going to be part of it.
0: Klaibs, uh I will see you tomorrow down there in, uh, in Florida. What is your, uh, what is your broadcast schedule look like for the, uh, for the week on camo X or on streaming streaming all week. Uh, and I think Friday I'm doing a game with John.
1: Uh, But we're streaming uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Cardinal game on uh, KMOX on Friday, Ricky and John on Saturday and Sunday. I think I'm back at it the following Monday. So uh, a lot of claves on on radio talking baseball. And to be honest with you, uh, I've enjoyed it. I really enjoyed working with Matt Pauly in his first uh, visit to spring training. Uh, Matt did a really good job. I, I was happy to work with him uh I'm, I'm having uh, Tom Ackerman work with me this week, worked with Tom before. So uh, we'll see how that turns out. But uh, we've we got an exciting team. we got a fun team to watch. Um, there's some guys that are knocking at the door that I'm equally excited for, Mason Wynn being one of them. Uh, you know, we've heard about Tinkins. There's some other guys that have played well. Uh, but those guys really are glaring as far as what they're able to do and how it makes the Cardinals' future look very bright.
0: Keep it locked in here to Claves Online all week long. Plenty of baseball stuff to go over later today. Bob Ramsey and I will bring you a World Baseball Classic Live and look at the games uh, that are happening right now and the games that are happening this evening in Phoenix and in Miami. Until then... He is Mike Clayborn. I'm Joe Roderick. This has been Lunch with Claves and Joe, powered by Amron, Illinois, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, right here on ClavesOnline.com.
1: From our roots in St. Louis, Royal Banks of Missouri is branching out to continue serving you with our locations in St. Charles, Jerseyville, Granite City, and now in Hannibal Center and New London. Royal Banks of Missouri, the community bank in your community.